Welcome to Fantastic Females, our adventure to finding the mythical island of freedom together. I'm Kalyani. And I'm Rupali. We are your next-door finance experts, sharing our experiences in the world of money and energetics. Hello, today we are excited to bring a new conversation to our podcast, um, something new that we haven't done before. And it is to talk about any business that's had an impact on us recently. Some of you might know that I was at Disney for the last two weeks, Disney World in Orlando, and it's had a massive impact on me. I didn't go into the holiday expecting much, but I've come back completely gobsmacked. And I would like to share some of the business and investment aspects of it. Um, So yeah, welcome to the episode. How exciting. Um, I've never been to Disney, so, so I'm super keen to hear about what you've got to say. Yeah, so I have family who go every year, uh, multiple times a year as well. And to be very honest, I I thought that they were being excessively obsessed about it. And what, how special could it be? In the end, it's all about Mickey Minnie, um, cartoons, it's for kids. And I don't want to do that anymore. There's a world outside of Disney, but um, it was anything but. Um, I would like to start with some kind of, foundations and facts that you might find interesting as well Rupali. Perfect. The first one is that Disney owns a lot of different companies that we may not realize like National Geographic, ABC Entertainment, yeah Pixar of course um, and uh, a lot of like different Hollywood studios etc and amongst all their businesses Um, Their theme park business um, gets them the most amount of revenue, which I found really interesting as well. And then I started doing some research. And um, in Orlando, uh, they have two parks in the US, just also to go into a little more detail. One is on the West Coast in LA, which was Disneyland. This was the first park that they opened. And it's a direct kind of reflection of Walt Disney Uh, Walt Disney's own vision and he walked this park and he kind of lived through this park and he saw about the first 10 years of this park before he passed away and after he passed away there was kind of like a lot of changes in the company etc but the company still continued to grow and um, then they opened a second park which was his vision and dream and his brother executed his vision and dream Um, on the East Coast, where they bought a lot of land, which they didn't have the luxury of on the West Coast um, in L.A. Um, So on the East Coast, they chose an area which had a plenty, um, which had land aplenty. And um, so the the size of this park in Orlando, the collection of parks is the same size of the city of San Francisco. That's how big it is. And... None of this made sense to me until I visited. So um, I am going to talk a bit like a fangirl this uh, this episode. Um, but that's the beauty of it. I'm here to share share my feelings. So um, please bear with me. Go. <laughs> so Walt Disney World in Orlando is actually celebrating its 50th anniversary cu- currently. And you can see that the business is so mature and... Um, I mean, I loved kind of seeing the business aspect of it while also seeing the emotional impact that it's had on people. 
so the theme parks like i was saying is the largest source of revenue for disney which i found quite um interesting to note apart from all their digital business all their movie business all their production businesses um etc and um then i started doing some research about just the orlando parks so in orlando walt disney world has four major parks the first one the oldest one is magic kingdom which is celebrating 50 years the second one is epcot which is celebrating 40 years as well this year and then the other two are animal kingdom and hollywood studios so four parks four major parks and then it also has a lot of like smaller auxiliary kind of things to do and apart from the parks there are about 25 to 30 hotels that supplement this this park ecosystem and then there's also a shopping area which is called disney springs and this was the vi- vision that walt disney started with in terms of orlando he was part of the the initial planning etc and then the execution was left to his brother upon his death so his idea was to to build a place that is totally kind of ruled by fun and it 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 leads people to feeling happy it's it's a magical happy place and that's what he wanted people to retain um and this whole ecosystem of parks and hotels outside and a shopping area was thought of and created envisioned to keep um in mind adults and kids who can enjoy it together as a family a lot of times you see that kids um have very different things to do and it's hard for adults as a parent myself i don't find myself engaged in a lot of activities that my son would want to do for example and um his idea was to create something so that's uh, what i actually wanted to ask you about sorry um so you're saying it's for adults and kids i mean I suppose uh, I get the idea of kind of you know an adult going back into their childhood and enjoying it but in terms of the experience like how did you find it That's exactly it I suppose I should <laughs> stop a little and let you <laughs> air your no, opinions and ask questions I'm just going on um in my excitement So um that's exactly what his idea was the idea was born from watching his uh, two daughters play in the park one sunday um one saturday or sunday and um he just thought that what if there was a place where adults and kids could enjoy together and from that dream he brought it to life um obviously with a lot of um hard work and money considerations as well i'll touch upon that in a second but i'll go back into talking about the orlando parks so it's this large ecosystem which was born out of this vision that we just spoke about and when i started doing some research each of these parks um has a capacity of being able to handle 130,000 to 140,000 visitors a day even if we consider wow. 100,000 visitors a day exactly it's mind boggling right their total revenue daily turnover is 19.6 million dollars daily so it's really mind boggling i mean beyond the point to zero create our own park kalyani <laughs> i did start thinking about that <laughs> but actually i could also see that the costs would be proportionately as high from what i experienced the whole ethos of the company is based on seeing people happy and that simple emotional motto has led them through all decisions 
whether you think about their digital assets or their their kind of movie production assets or um l- recently i've had this experience in the theme park we stayed in a theme uh, park resort as well we stayed on a, in a disney res- resort and from the customer service to um the customer service is so extra and that could be like a whole different section that i could talk about later but um all the all the members of um their team are called cast cast members and there are so many like uh touch points where we were just taken aback um and the whole ethos is to make the experience happy and for us to have that feeling of feeling really satisfied and looked after and in the park as well there is there was a section on india nepal there was a section on africa and they're so authentic i mean i i honestly forgot for a second that i was not i was in america like in the heartland of america in the indian wow. section yeah for example they had open wires they had unfinished um um they had an unfinished temple they had um really beautiful carvings so very cool. it was it was so interesting to see um i happened to spend diwali day in that section just by chance as well so it was quite nice it was my first time uh, not spending diwali at home so so the attention of uh, attention to detail requires budgets high budgets um i looked it up in terms of the cost of uh, building disney world and it was 400 million dollars at the time so obviously today it would be that much more and uh, the project employed over 9000 construction workers yes thank you for that and um also the more i've researched into it um the more you kind of realize as a business o- owner there's never anything that's been done like this before so imagine the kind of conversations walt disney or management later would have had to have with um you know money lenders banks etc um in trying to convince them to believe in this project and the project has done so well i've learned more about um the business of disney from from a series on disney plus called the imagineering story and it it kind of goes through a lot of details of opening the parks behind the scenes kind of details about making it sustainable etc and disney mentioned that uh, the biggest challenge of his life was money which is so ironical because i'm sure today the corporation is loaded with money and um unfortunately that was his his biggest challenge at the time so attention to detail really comes to mind you mentioned the cost as well so high revenue obviously leads uh, it comes from a high investment and uh, you could really see that attention to de- detail and that wi- willingness to accept that investment um in in what i saw at disney i think let me just link back to you know uh, it's amazing how disney has gotten the whole ima- emotional side of it like on point from what you're saying and from what i've heard in the past and and something i was listening to just earlier today actually is um how financial markets i mean it's it's also linked to what we mentioned previously that financial markets are all about the story right so what i was listening to is um in terms of financial markets how the gfc the great financial crisis in 2008 2009 it was driven purely by the fact that in 2007 uh, investors told themselves a story 
about stability of home prices, about the ability of markets to uh, price things in, about prudence of bankers. And whereas in if someone was just looking at the world, it would appear as though the world is the same, there's nothing changed. In fact, there was even progress because there were smartphones, there was new traction in all different fields. So concretely, actually, we were better off. But because people, investors, stopped believing the story that they told themselves just two years ago, in 2009, it was a very, very different picture. So it's this story and the whole emotional side of it that drives a lot, right? So if he got that on point, I mean, that's where the money just followed. That's exactly uh, what I saw. And there's nowhere else that I've left with such a profound sense of positivity than I did after leaving uh, Walt Disney World. Um, I I feel like... So he had a tough time in terms of raising the funds, raising the capital, uh, making sure, obviously, um, his budgets are in control, um, workers' strikes, etc., etc., the scale of things is obviously huge if you think about a 400 million investment in those times. So it was a tough ride for him. It it wasn't as easy as like um, money following his vision. Um, but he, he made it happen, you know, like he had that conviction and he stuck mm. with the conviction. A lot of times I find if we have a failure, we kind of end up very easily fixing on that. And, and there might be people listening to us right now who are a certain age and they might be thinking, oh, it's too late for me. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't have the, the kind of investments I would like to have by this age, etc., etc. And then that's the story you tell yourself exactly like you were just um, mentioning about the power of a story. And storytelling is such a big like pillar of um, the business model at Disney as well. And Walt Disney himself must have told himself a story that's made this a reality today for so many of us, right? For so many people to to experience it physically. Um, and it it's it really kind of lies in that it's it's such a small but big thing you know um, the feeling that that you have the conviction that you have in your vision um, in the emotional f- impact you want to cause. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, actually, um, uh, in terms of impact, uh, it's going to be one of a, it's going to be an obvious question now that we are discussing Disney. But guess who's the biggest single site employer in the world? Disney, um, with 75,000 employees as of 2021. So that is also an impact. I mean, he's created this massive park or the resort, as they call it, and to have that many people working, um, 75,000, like, families... Uh, it's 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 amazing. I think I think Absolutely. that's really inspiring, and and I think everyone out there. I think this should be a cue to everyone out there that, you know, anything's possible. Um, we just need to stick to it. And I'm telling this to myself as I am telling it to you. So, <laughs> I think it's the passion, isn't it? The passion for trying to really get to that feeling that he was aspiring to get it, and. Like you said, if it was a numbers-driven business, it would it may not have even lasted because it would have been run a very, very different way. Yes, which brings me to another point that I really wanted to share with all of you, which is not everything... I mean, it's taken them years to come to a point where we are seeing them as a company that they are now. 
and a lot of hard work blood sweat tears all of that right but i wanted to mention that a like i said they didn't let failures get to them there were some rides that didn't do very well um disneyland paris had a rocky start as well the french didn't like uh, mickey mouse coming into their culture that they got quite fiercely it wasn't all hunky dory but they didn't let that stop while that was happening in paris the management the leadership was still able to be excited and bring new attractions in america where they knew that they could where they knew that they could take take a chance but they didn't feel scared of taking that chance you know like they didn't let failure scare them into non activity a lot of times in the fear of failure we'd rather just not take action and that's that's definitely something that i've learned in terms of just keeping at it and seeing it grow i mean points for consistency right points for being brave and showing up exactly like we are today <laughs> <laughs> yes like we do every week actually and i would like to maybe end this discussion with one very interesting observation which was they've recently acquired the whole star wars franchise so when i think of disney a i end up thinking of mickey mouse and cartoons and to this i would actually like to add a disclaimer in all the four parks there was one ride based on mickey and minnie which is also oh, wow. very recent yeah it used to be a, a world movies or something ride um until recently and now it's a mickey and minnie runaway railway so uh so that was definitely a a, a misconception um but coming back to the point um that's what i think about when i think about disney star wars is not something that i put together with disney i don't know did you ever watch star wars rupali no i haven't i know the gist of it but no i wouldn't have ever thought of it being yeah yeah same here i i haven't seen it and i never thought i'd be interested but in what i saw they've created a whole parallel universe they acquired the rights and that i'm sure must have been quite controversial because they could have alienated some existing disney fans and related to them anymore not connected with them anymore but the way they did it and once again they didn't put any stops and they went so deep into it in creating that universe in physical reality in the park this is at hollywood studios that they've actually ended up converting a lot of disney fans into star wars fans these are people who would oh, wow. have not touched star wars yeah people like my 16 year old niece i mean i just don't see her ever wanting to get into this franchise but she's heavily into it because it's at disney and she's she's a regular at disney so that's it's the, such that's an brand isn't it uh, and and how that kind of that emotion that he's created within all of us and how you kind of change your tastes and preferences due to that emotion about all sorts of other stuff exactly exactly and also about um you know building conviction once again in risky decisions and when it's done well being confident about that bringing up good results and that's something that i really took away from uh, my visit 
I said I would end with the last point, but how can I end without talking about uh, stocks and what's happened yes. with Disney stocks, um, at least recently? So um, Disney is a business that um, has always been super lucrative. I've owned some Disney stocks since 2020, I would want to say. At the time, it was looking like it was really kind of booming. A lot of things were booming at the time. But Disney especially was expected to bring up Disney Plus as a competitor to Netflix at the time. It totally makes sense in terms of how much content they have. And they've done really well since. But they've also seen a change in leadership. And this also leads into our, uh, you know, the whole message about sentiments and how important they are. Um, so after the passing away of Walt Disney and then his brother as well, um, what Disney did really well was to cultivate good creative leadership. A lot of management, typical management may not understand how to run a creative company in terms of really nurturing these teams that may not need as much corporate structure as other uh, companies might need. Their leadership did really well until recently when the CEO has changed in 2021. He's brought up a lot of changes in the experiences, especially around theme park, the theme park um, ecosystem um, that really impact a customer's experience quite negatively, I would have to say, in terms of, you know, you can't book some things in advance. You have to keep checking every few hours you can only book the fast la uh, fast lanes on the day. Previously, you didn't have to pay for fast passes. Now you have to pay. You have to pay on top of that for certain rides in the park. So it's become pretty messy, pretty complicated. And apart from that, there are some other changes as well. I'm sure he has a mandate of making uh, the bottom line or the profits look better, um, especially after a quiet period during COVID for a theme park. But it is going through a period of change and you can see that the stock has been declining uh, pretty steadily, which is also reflecting the market. But um, Disney as a business is probably undervalued on the stock market. This is not something we've spoken about before, Rupali. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we can we can I think go into it in in a future episode because uh, that will I mean that way we'll be able to do it justice. I just wanted to add to uh, what you're saying around management and why that kind of thing can be taken negatively. Um, it's not so much. Because one Kalyani felt like she didn't have a really good experience and she wouldn't go back. But it's more about two years down the line, five years down the line, how does that impact the business and how does that impact the profitability? Because when you're investing or when, depending on what type of investor you are, but um, if you're a long, mid to long term investor, then you do care about how the company performs over time what the prospects are and so for this reason this would have been read as a negative thing for Disney's growth prospects and that's probably why it also sold off. The sentiment around this CEO is quite negative and as soon as he was appointed there was a big like decline in the stock price and um, there is a lot of dissent around his um, decisions currently as well on the internet. 
but once again this is a period of change and we know that there have been periods of change like i'm sure if a comparative study was done from when walt disney passed away and there was no clear vision and leadership um hemming the the company they must have gone through something similar then as well we don't know what the real financials were that are behind uh, making these changes but once again none of that matters as long as the sentiment is negative um so it's it's really important for all of us to bear this in mind and uh, also have confidence that if the company that we're investing in is providing value is having that impact then in the long run it will be a good investment yes exactly um and each company has its own specific kind of exposures and risks which we've touched on upon previously and we will do so in the future too um i think just to end this um this uh, chat on a fun note i've got a couple of trivia like questions for you kalyani now that you've just sure. come back from disney so um uh, let me ask this away is, this is totally unrehearsed so i don't know what rupali is going to ask me <laughs> <laughs> let's do this <laughs> right firstly let's start with mickey because when you look at disney that's the first thing you think of right so mickey mouse what's his age ooh i would say around 70 94 okay it was created in 1928 so yeah i didn't know that i didn't remember that i'm sure i heard it somewhere there <laughs> yeah i also found it quite interesting cuz we grew up with mickey as if he was our age and then another one is how many characters does disney have i don't know somewhere in the thousands i would say 3000 around that mark 2000 yeah 2000. from what i've read i've not done extensive research this is something i came across so i thought i'd mention ah, it that's really interesting thanks for giving me more <laughs> more facts about disney and um hopefully all of you enjoyed this uh, different style of having a conversation about businesses that we love next week we'll be back with something that rupali will be talking about taking a lead in talking about and we can all learn from what she has to tell us looking forward to that us too none of the information provided is financial advice and fantastic females is not a financial advisor the information provided is educational only it is general in nature and does not take into account your personal circumstances please use your own due diligence before making any financial or investment decisions so please share this podcast leave your reviews your comments to support us on our journey we are so passionate about making your lives more abundant with this information so with that we bring this episode of our financial adventure to an end please follow us on all social media platforms at fantastic females <laughs>